Hi there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right, teachers, welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about helping your middle school students write more effective summaries. This is something that comes up often for our EB teachers in our EB teacher community, kind of asking like, how do you teach summary or what should I do about summary? My students just go on and on all this stuff. Okay. So in today's episode, we're hoping to sweep you off your feet pun intended, but not really. You'll get it in a second with a fun and effective activity that's going to help your students tidy up their summaries. So in this activity that we'll walk you through, we'll show you how to literally sweep away details that aren't needed in a short summary so that students are no longer writing summaries with things like, well, then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this thing happened. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, I even remember one of my fifth grade students. I I won't say his name, but I'm just like, he was a student and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're killing me. But after you model how to get rid of essential details in a summary, you will review the somebody wanted but so then kind of framework as a summary method so that your students can put their new skills into action. And when I talk about sweeping away details and tidying up their summaries, you'll see what we mean in a little bit with this fun activity. So Jessica. And I just want to add in there that yes, we're going to talk about it, but that somebody wanted but so then framework, I think so often that's used in like first, second, even third grade classrooms. And it's wonderful, right? I still think middle school students <laughs> need it, right? We sometimes just go, okay, they're ready. Like go write a summary. And they're like, wait, what? Huh? Like my own children still use that framework. And I'm like, bless you. Good. Like this is going to be more concise. Um, okay. So the big picture of this activity that you're going to do with your students, basically your students are going to read a very, very short story and you're going to have them list out all the details, like every little thing that happened in the story. And then they're going to sort like which details are the most important and which should be included in the summary. So to prepare for this lesson, there is a tiny bit of prep work involved, but I think it's worth it. So before you introduce this activity to your students, you're going to need to make three signs, super simple, and you're going to label them essential, inessential, and unsure. Then you're going to find a short story that you can print out for your students and you want to make sure it includes a lot of details. So our recommendation here is to use ChatGPT and you're going to write in the instructions when you log in there. I'm just going to say, write a short story for fifth grade or, you know, whatever grade you have. So write a fifth, a short story for fifth grade and include lots of details. That's it. Read what they give you. If you like it, great. If you're like, oh, I need to tweak this a little bit more, fine. That's great. It doesn't need to be this like super engaging story that they're going to analyze. Like that's not the purpose of an activity. So don't spend too much time like trying to find the perfect story. 
So then once you have it printed out and copied, or, you know, you could also display it for the class to read, you're going to want to borrow a broom for the lesson, like an actual broom. So you can ask the custodian or you can bring it from home. You can even go to like, right now, I feel like Target, the dollar store, all those places have brooms out for Halloween. So if it's that time of year, go grab one and just like store it in your closet for this. It'll continue to use this year after year, I hope with this lesson. So that's the prep work that's involved. And once you have all of those things prepped, you'll start off your lesson by standing in front of the class with the broom. Your students are going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is weird, Mrs. Mitchell. And you want to ask your students, you know, what do you use a broom for? And of course, they're going to say things like to clean, to pick up dirt, to sweep things away, whatever, you know, they give you along those lines. And then we want you to ask students, well, what do you think this broom could represent for today's lesson on writing summaries? Okay, that's a different question, right, that we're asking our students. And I want you to give them some time, like a minute or two to come up with their answers. You can even do like a think pair share, you know, so that they are more likely to participate and share what they think your reasoning for having a broom about summaries is. Um, But then, you know, you're not going to tell them yet. You're going to pass out the short story that you're using for, oh, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant to say. That's next. We do want to give them why we're doing the broom. So Ultimately, we want our students to come to the conclusion that we are sweeping away unnecessary items off of our floors to keep them clean and organized. We're going to do the same thing with unnecessary information from stories to write tidy, organized summaries. So we do want to tell them that before we go into the activity. My bad. So you'll pass out the short story that you're using for the activity. Read it aloud. Briefly discuss it as a class. Like Jessica said, like the intention is not to like analyze this short story or have big discussions around or anything like that. It's for the intended purpose of talking about teaching concise, organized summaries. Yep. So after you read the story, you're going to ask your students to just raise their hand and tell you any detail from the story that they found. And you're going to write down all these details on post-it notes as students share them. So you're going to kind of do a lot of writing here, but one detail per post-it note. And again, you want to write down everything they say, as long as it's accurate and like, they're not just repeating each other. You can say, yep, heard that one already. And you don't need to write that one down again. Right. And you want to make sure students don't miss anything important, but you want to write down the small details they say too. Even if you know, like, oh gosh, this would never be included in a summary, still write it down. Then you're going to take those three labels that are the three signs, I guess, that you prepped earlier that say essential, inessential, and unsure. And you're going to place them on the floor spaced out in that order. So essential, inessential, unsure. And then what you do is one by one, read through the responses that students gave on those post-it notes and have students vote where you should place that post-it note. Is the detail essential to understanding the story? Is it inessential or are they unsure? So you just go place it in a pile next to those signs based on what students say. So something important to note here that you're going to want to share with your students is what exactly do you mean by essential and inessential? So in this case, like essential is a detail that is so important that it belongs in a short summary. So in other words, like the detail is critical to understanding the plot. And inessential refers to a detail that's not important for understanding the main points of the story. And that might seem like really obvious as I'm saying it, but I think it can be really helpful to have that discussion because students might not know that, right? They might think every detail is essential, right? Like 
that drew me in or that was funny and that engaged me and I wanted to keep reading. And that's great, but it's not necessarily important, necessarily important for understanding the story. So I think it's, it's worth it to spend five minutes on that. So once you work your way through all the post-it notes, what you're going to do is go walk over to the unsure pile. And you're going to go through those post-it notes again. And you're going to say, okay, let's really think about these. Is this an essential detail? Is it inessential? And you're going to have students vote again. You can spend a little bit more time there. So now you're done, right? You should have nothing in the unsure pile and then a bunch of stuff, hopefully in the inessential pile and the essential pile. So now is the fun part. You get to ask for a student volunteer, or you can randomly pick one to come actually sweep the floor. So you hand them the broom and you have them sweep away all the inessential sticky notes off the floor and move them into the recycling bin. And I love this idea because we've actually talked about this on past podcast episodes about making learning a bit more meaningful, creating a moment for your students. And I think it's already fun with the broom, but you might even consider like playing a fun song. So you can play any song, but you could also play the song. It's an old one. Caitlin, do you know this one? The Yakety Yak song. It's by the Coasters. It's from a really long time ago. Does this sound familiar when it's like, I'm not going to sing, but the just Wait, finished. I thought playing. you were going to sing this part. You got to sing oh it. Oh my God. No, <laughs> no one wants to hear it. <laughs> it's like, to just finish cleaning up your room. Let's see that dust fly with the broom. Get all the garbage out of sight or you don't go out Friday night. Yakety yak, don't talk back. Do you know I don't know. Song? I mean, I know yakety yak, don't talk back, but I don't know how to sing the tune of that oh, verse. Sadly, like I have the tune like perfectly in my head right now, but it's not happening. But it's in like a bunch of movies and everything. And it's just so like fun and lively. So if you're playing that while your student is sweeping away the information, it's going to be ingrained in students' mind. They're going to remember this lesson. They're probably going to start singing that song. So, you know, be prepared for that or say, can we listen to it again? <laughs> but it just makes it a much more meaningful lesson. And they're going to understand like, okay, that's what I'm doing with summaries. I'm sweeping away the inessential information. Yeah, 100%. Speaking of songs and remembering them forever, I had one of my former students that I taught in fifth grade come babysit Will a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. she's like, Mrs. Mitchell, for whatever reason, like whenever I think of you, I think of the preposition song from fifth grade, you know, it's like a, a board about above across against among around or along around amid among after out, except for deering down, you know, the song. When I'm talking I about love it. And I love yeah. that you sang it. Yeah. So my student was like, Mrs. Mitchell, I sing it to myself all the time when I'm in English class and we're doing anything with grammar. It's, you know what? Now side tangent. It's so good. Like Davy's teacher she just taught them a song about subjects and predicates and he came home singing it. And I emailed the teacher and I was like, I love it. Keep it coming. And she was like, oh, I'm so glad they found it fun. But like songs really do make an impact on our learning. And like, there's just a bunch of examples right there. So please play that song when you yes. do the summarizing activity. Yes, 100%. I mean, you know, when a song comes on that you haven't heard in 20 years, you know, every single word. Yep. And it transports you back in time. Like yes. you're in that moment. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. So now going back to the activity, now you will only have the essential pile left, right? And this is all of the information that can actually be used for a summary. So the next step in this activity is to have students actually write an SWBST like statement or summary or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to write that on the board, S-W-B-S-T, like give them this acronym. Do you pronounce it in a way? Like, do you say SWBST? I always just, I mean, <laughs> could, but I say S-W-B-S-T. 
Um, so you want to write that on the board for your students, right? And talk to them about all of the details that they have listed in the essential pile. And what you want to do now is you want to work together to fill in the different parts of the framework using that essential information that you have still on post-it notes. So you're going to write down like, okay, well, who is somebody? What do they want? You know, et cetera. And you're going to go through each part of that somebody wanted, but so then, and then you have your like final summary with your students based on this activity that you did together. But what's great is that after you do this group activity, you then can decide, you know, do you want students to read another chat GPT created short story and now have them complete the SWBST method as independent practice? So you've done it as a class. Now they're new, using a new short story and they're, you know, completing one on their own. But what's great is having students consistently use the SWBST method with any fictional text that they read throughout the year, it's really an excellent way for them to internalize the concept of writing effective summaries. I mean, if you think about it, if you write responses to literature with your students or they write, you know, full-blown multi-paragraph essays in your class, if you follow the EBW approach, summary is a part of that framework. And so students do have to write summaries pretty much, you know, we want them doing this on a consistent basis, but we don't want to spend a ton of time teaching our seventh and eighth graders how to write a summary because at the end of the day, when they're writing their essay, what I really care about is your ability to find great evidence, is your ability to justify, create a claim, all of that stuff, right? But we want to equip them with this skill so they can move past this part of the essay into, you know, the more meaty part of what we're doing. So in this summarizing sweep activity really is, like Jessica said, just a way to create a memorable experience for them. I guarantee you they're going to remember something about Miss Kanata doing a broom in class in seventh grade, you know, 20 years later. And it's those types of moments that we get to create for our students. So if you do use this activity with your students, definitely come let us know over on Instagram at EB Academics. You can find us there, tag us in a post with you in your room. We would love to see it in action. <laughs> love it. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we're kind of going to dive into the, as we get closer to Halloween, some more like Halloween-y Halloween stuff. Um, and next week's activity is fun on the podcast that we're going to so talk good. about. So make sure that you guys join us. All right. Have a good rest of your week, everybody. And we'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye everyone.